You are listening to episode 154 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, click on the Amazon banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24 hour a day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barrage, Riviera, the Mirage, Flamingo, Sahara, the MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So we had a concerned Twitterer listener. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you would refer to this gentleman, but hmm. concerns about uh, perhaps, I, I don't know, the show not properly monetizing itself. What? Yeah, yeah. Whatever, uh, whatever it was, we, we had several people who who took offense to it. <laughs> and, yeah, um, I, uh, you know, and it it's funny because, um, you know, I I don't pay a whole lot of attention to Twitter. Uh, I you you find a lot of enjoyment in that. I really just don't uh, care to make much of an effort. Um, every <laughs> once in a while, I'll dick around. You know, I'm uh, just hanging out, nothing to do. I'll jump on, see what's going on. Occasionally, I'll throw something up there. But I just so happened on that particular day, no particular reason why. I uh, just decided to, to jump on, and I saw the conversation between you. I'm not going to say his name. If you're on Twitter, you know who it is. But, uh, yeah, I saw this conversation. And to me, uh, first of all, I was surprised uh, that you gave this gentleman as much time as you did. Uh, I thought you were very polite. Um, and I thought maybe that that was part of it. You're just being nice. You know, you were just you're just being polite to the guy right. uh, entertaining his uh, his conversation. But I, I don't know this person, obviously. I know almost nothing. Other than the fact that he was more than happy to dish out some unsolicited advice regarding <laughs> how to monetize the podcast, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm. I'm not judging this guy. I don't know who he is. I don't know anything about him. Yeah. All I know is, I did not really enjoy seeing. Um, and and this is, uh, by all means, this is this is this show is more your show than it is mine. I'm just a I'm a consultant at times and a participant, but at the same time, I am part of the show, and yeah. I know you maybe. I know you probably better than anybody who's uh, related to the show in any way. I think that's fair to say. Oh, yeah. And so I was sort of bothered by the fact that this person just decided to take it upon themselves to say, "This is really what you should be doing." Right. You know, this is. Let me let me tell you what you should what you should do. And you know, you, you should definitely do. Hey, did did you did you do anything? Did you act on any of the advice I gave you? Yeah, the follow up bothered me a little bit, but yeah. I. I some of the other feedback I've gotten that that people, what what some people objected to was that there was a very private side of me that I was keeping. You know, you knew what was going on. Karen knew what was going on. And I'm not ashamed of it. I was just like, I don't fucking need to tell people everything. And the polite right. side of me did explain that, oh, wow, you are sensing that. Well, let me, let me tell you why here. And yeah. I was a little too giving with my information. And it was kind of like some random person came in and told me, 
how to make money off the show. I need to do this. I need to do this. And then, you know, I told them everything that they didn't necessarily, the information they, they hadn't earned. Right. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, you could, you, you can, you can make the argument. You know, I, I did jump in and I threw a kind of a, um, you know, a little remark in there, um, yeah. maybe a little bit of a snide remark, and I was like, oh, I don't know, we fucking hired a business consultant, <laughs> you know, like I was being sarcastic. You know, again, I, no malice towards this guy. I don't right. know him. I'm right. sure he's a nice guy, right there. I don't have any problem with him, right? Uh, other than the fact that. I just thought that he was trying to inject his opinions maybe a little bit too much. Uh, you know, if you're a listener, we certainly welcome listener feedback, but we don't necessarily, I, and I guess I should just speak for myself here, but I'm not necessarily interested in hearing other people say, this is what you should do. What we should do with the show, and especially, you know, um, you know, like I said, being this is me speaking as your friend, not just, you know, your co-host and, you know, you know part-time co-host anyway. What we should do is whatever the fuck we feel like doing (laughs) and not what other people feel like we should be doing. I guess that's kind of like the essence of what I'm saying. Like, we're not we're not stupid. We've (laughs) we've certainly explored avenues. Right. Right. Regarding monetizing. If we choose to do so, we certainly will. You know, and like I said, I'm not shutting anybody down. I'm not saying you're not welcome to, you know, throw your two cents in or whatever regarding the show's content or whatever. Right. But when you start talking about money, you're start you're starting to get into the business side of things, which we're not a business. I mean, you 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 may be a little bit, right? But I, I'm certainly not. But maybe, I guess maybe a bit. I mean, if I, you decided you want to turn this into a business, you would have fucking done it already. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I mean, that's I guess that's the essence. The essence is, for me, in my opinion, uh, you know, it's kind of like hey. You know, you don't you don't have to do that if we're going. We should be doing whatever the hell we want to do, right. and uh, and that's really the bottom line. It's you know, funny. You're, you're a listener. You're not a you're not a sponsor. You're not a, a partner of the show. Yeah, I mean, you're now listener. if you're that's interested it. in sponsoring the show, let's have a conversation. Yeah, if you'd like to help monetize it by giving us money, right. that's a completely different story. <laughs> but that's not the case. And like I said, I I, I am I'm not trying to put this guy on blast or anything like that. Right. I was not trying to be malicious or attack. I, I was being sarcastic, but that's just who we are. If you right, right. are unfamiliar with that, then you haven't been listening to the show long enough. Right. So, <laughs> um, you know, nobody gets butt hurt around here. It's just, you know, just yeah. be be a little more tactful about you know how you approach that kind of stuff. I I, I think that's. That's just how I feel. Yeah, yeah. It's like I said. I don't want to get into all the feedback we had. Matt has forever said that he doesn't understand, but he accepts it. Just being a friend, that you know, we've we've chosen to not extensively explore this. I mean, we've gotten into it a little bit, but it's just it's ultimately it's just what, like you said, whatever the fuck we want to do. I I don't need. I have to do things in my life all the time that I don't want to do. The great thing about the show is I do whatever the fuck I yes, want to do. Exactly. Absolutely anything that I want to do. I say whatever I want. We do whatever we want. We make mm-hmm. money. We don't make money. I don't care. It's absolute freedom. I do whatever the fuck I want to do. It's a hobby. And if it wants to turn into something more, then you already are aware of the channels that you can go down to do it. We certainly don't yeah. necessarily need to have somebody on Twitter telling us how we can turn this into a business. It, if, yeah, if, it, if we wanted to turn it into a business, and but when I when I say we, I mean you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you would have fucking done it already. But it, and, but it did very. I agree with you. It did very much feel like you're doing this wrong. Yeah. It's like oh. Um. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like I said. The whole point of this, and I think everybody can agree with this, is what. Whoever, and this doesn't apply to us. This applies to anybody who has a podcast yeah. or anybody who takes their time and effort to make a show. It should be whatever that those people or those 
you know that that group whatever they want it to be that's yeah. what it should be yep. it doesn't it it doesn't have to be what someone else on the outside thinks it should be because that's exactly you're on the outside you're a listener and we're thankful for all of our listeners right i mean that's fair yeah, to say absolutely, but, yeah and we welcome feedback regarding the content but when you start to when you start to inject your opinions and, and start to try to assert maybe just maybe even uh, on a lower level assert your opinion uh, regarding the business side of something that you're not a part of, yeah. that's kind of where you have to realize that eh, maybe I'm stepping over a line here. Right. <laughs> Speaking of somebody doing their own shit, however they want to do it, congratulations, <laughs> Vice Lounge Online for their 200th episode this week. Oh, that's nice terrific. Yeah. We're coming close. We are. Well, it, I've made. I guess. Time. Well, I guess if, since we do a weekly show, 154, that means we've got. 46 more weeks, so that's almost a whole year, I guess. But. Well, I've made the comment before. We While we only officially have 154 episodes, we put out something like 188 pieces Well, yeah, because you guys also do uh, the reviews and, yeah, and reviews. other segments and other pieces as well. Oh, and, and additionally, the uh, Vintage Vegas. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's very cool. That was awesome. Congratulations to them for sure. Yeah. They do a nice show. All right. Time for Random Vegas. Yes, our Random Vegas page is back up and running. I don't know if anybody was missing it or even knew that it existed, but it was something that I had a glitch with it a while ago. It went away, and it, and it always kind of irked me, so I finally got it done. But while I was doing some maintenance to get it ready, I was reminded of our series on Vegas Vic, so it inspired another series. This one's going to be about My Vegas. The average My Vegas player logs onto the game three times a day and plays for somewhere between 45 to 90 minutes. A uh, large majority of these are going to be brought to you by Vegas Shatter. Do you mess around with it at all anymore? I downloaded the app and started dicking around with it one day. I have since deleted it just because, I, I don't know, it just doesn't hold my attention. And since I go to Vegas so infrequently these days, you know, I don't feel like there's a ton of incentive for me to do something I'm mildly, at best, interested in. So Yeah, it has surprisingly caught Karen's attention. I can't even wrap my head around it. The blackjack one I'm, I'm much more into now. Mm -hmm. But like the slots one, she is she's fierce with it. I've literally seen her playing on her iPad and then on the computer at the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a nice healthy addiction there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll tell you as a gamer myself, I can I can help identify those kind of things, and that is definitely an addiction. So. Awesome. Well, cool. You guys go to Vegas, so you, it's like you know it's not like you're just playing for nothing. You yeah, know, you get something out of it, so it's cool. Yes. Very good indeed. All right. Uh, what do we do? Oh, we do we do the Vegas Meet Review of the Week next. We do, sir. That, uh, mm. and, and that review would be BJ's review of the hot doggery. Hout. Hout. Hout the, hot, the hot The hot doggery. <laughs> <laughs> that eating establishment would be located in the Link Promenade, and BJ <laughs> thought that it was worth four out of five chips. Mm. Yeah, BJ went on the right. Basically, the Holsteins take on hot dogs. While the dogs themselves are standard fare, you got to give them props for both the creative and traditional recipes used. The biggest draw, though, is their return of 99-cent shrimp cocktail on the strip. I'm not sure, though, how much that really draws me in, Mark. I would have to agree with you. I, I think the, the concept of 99-cent seafood, insanely yes. off-putting. Yes, and you know, I, whenever I think of that, I can't help but think about the shrimp cocktail that David Spade was served in Tommy Boy. <laughs> that is immediately what comes to mind. I, I don't. I can't imagine that I'm alone in that. No, well, it, it'll now forever be ingrained in my head. <laughs> Whenever I hear 99 cent strip, I just think about, uh, you know, the, the pooper scooper line. Right. <laughs> I can't remember what it is offhand, but you guys know what I'm fucking talking about. Right. It was it was gold. Yes. It was gold. All right, and then we have the twit pick of the week. 
It's a metaphor for the entire Vegas experience. Mm -hmm. Driving northbound on Las Vegas Boulevard when you see it in the distance. The closer you get to the sign, the more the buildings stretch skyward. The welcome sign smirking as if to say, yeah, this is how we roll. <laughs> Especially for those of us that love the city, seeing all the options of epic stacked on top of each other is enough to get the heart pumping a little faster in anticipation of what's to come. If you've never had a chance to do it, I highly recommend it. Go check out South Point and then drive back up the strip. You won't be disappointed. This week's winner is from at MLife Insider, and they captured a piece of that experience, possibly the money shot, if you will. And you know, there's also another indirect benefit to heading down that way, and that is that there's a jack-in-the-box ah. right at the end there. And you can go in and get lots of delicious, greasy, artery-filling tacos. Yes. They have no business serving tacos, but god damn, they're good. <laughs> I, I don't know what meat or meat substitute or whatever animal they decided to put in there, uh, but they've seasoned it to perfection. <laughs> Deep fried them to a golden brown. Mm, so, so good. Mm. I kind of want them all over my body. Mark. You speak purdy. <laughs> I want them all over my right. body. <laughs> As always, we will link to the photo. And this week on our blog, we'll put it up on the Flickr and Pinterest pages. We'll feature it on our Facebook and Google Plus pages, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the show. All right, let's go to the news. I'm not going to lead you in with this, and I'm just going to let you go ahead and read the title yourself. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I wanted to hear you lead me into it. Fine, fine. The title for this story, I, I, I titled, Fuck You, Phil Ruffin. Mm, well done. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps cementing himself as one of the worst owners in Vegas history for at least the remainder of this story, it was revealed this week <laughs> that Ruffin had plans for a new pirate show at Treasure Island before going with doing nothing. T.I. was looking for a way to freshen up the attraction and reduce the cost of running it. One option that would have clearly made the attraction come to life would be to populate it with the dead. The idea was to use hologram technology to replace the actors with pirate ghosts and return the story back to something affiliated with the theme, but not so kid-friendly. The space would have been overhauled to add more fire effects, explosions, and a cannon exchange over the crowd. Of course, it isn't fair to judge Ruffin considering we have no idea what the attraction would have actually looked like in real life or have any idea how much it would have cost. It still sounds really cool. I want to thank Vegas Shatter for sharing that story of what could have been, Brian. Very good. Uh, I, don't, um, I don't know. I, I never got my hopes up, to be quite honest. But uh, I definitely have fond memories of the old Buccaneer Bay, uh, the old show back from the... Uh, I remember the name of it, but I just remember going to see it back in the 90s. Right. I remember enjoying it very thoroughly. Yeah, it's... There's a and lot that, of, This is obviously way before Phil Ruffin. This was back when it was a win property. That's, right, you know, right. That's kind of how far back I'm going. I almost think I, I would have preferred that camp to the what the fuck is this siren show. Like, it just yeah, made no yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Uh, it just feels like a low-budget production and... Um, something needs to be brought back to kind of restore it to its former glory because it used to be a good show. At least I thought so. And, and again, this is me kind of seeing it through a, a teenager's eyes, which is obviously much different than what I am now. But right. I thought it was cool then. I mean, it's. I think it's a lot harder to please a, a cynical teenager than it is a more relaxed, yeah. accepting adult, I think. Yeah. But yeah. moving along, 
Narcissistic ass falls. Yes. Sam Nazarian has decided to step down as figurehead owner of SLS Vegas after his gaming license uncovered. He paid nearly $3 million year-to-date to a convicted felon and had used drugs recently. Oh, boy. You're telling me a nightclub guy, like a, like an L.A. nightclub mogul, uses drugs? No. This Recently? I don't... That's preposterous. No, this, this seems seems like chicanery. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the word I was thinking. Right? <laughs> Nazarian claims the payments were extortion payoffs dating back to 1999 in response to threats of harm to his person and his business if he didn't pay. Some of which were paid to a convicted racketeer and others to Death Row Records label owner Suge Knight. Nazarian also admitted to using cocaine during a recent trip to Mexico and admits it was a mistake. Not not, <laughs> not doing it was a mistake, but the fact that people found out that yeah, he was doing right. it. Guys, my bad. Right. I had a little blow on my recent trip. Um, you weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah white powder on the old nostril there yeah he will turn over control of the hotel to current president and coo of the property who reports directly to the guys who own 90 percent of the property <laughs> uh, nothing more needs to be said here no it doesn't goodbye yep see you later fucker right. all right next up please kill at real last saturday mo- <laughs> very, oh, very ominous i know Last Sunday morning, detectives working on a string of robbery cases, all believed to be affiliated with one another, led police to the Rio. Police had been following the suspect for several days when they decided to confront him on the property. The suspect became confrontational and resisted arrest when it came to that. The police first tried to use a taser that apparently had no effect on them. You gotta be afraid of a fucking dude that you taser and it doesn't doesn't affect them. Yeah, it just makes them upset. Yeah. The struggle continued by the guest elevators at the property until police say the suspect reached for a gun in his waist. At that point, they had no choice but to use their guns. The suspect was shot at least once and pronounced dead on the scene. Hotel operators were not disrupted during the incident. Guests were diverted to different elevators. (laughs) I just imagine people (laughs) playing slots or blackjack or something. You hear these gunshots and like all you get is like, where's a waitress? Guy's down 300. You'd think a fucking waitress would come around and get a drink. <laughs> Just not even blinking. You know, those gunshots reminded me that I'm really not happy with the drink service here. <laughs> I think I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. Right. <laughs> Thankfully, I have this butane lighter right here. That's going to start the fire. <laughs> What is this? What is this on this on this blackjack table? This looks flammable. <laughs> this is where it's you guys start. didn't you guys didn't put any flame retardant on here, did you? Right. <laughs> puts a like puts a put you just put a stogie down like <laughs> cherry down. I'm just gonna leave this here. Yeah. See what happens. Just gonna leave this here. Sight. All right, moving along. Cosmopolitan changes are incoming. Yes, they are. Blackstone has taken over the property. CEO John Unwin is stepping down at the end of the year and will be replaced with former MGM Resorts executive William McBeath. Edge Vegas also reported that Blackstone will be focusing very specifically on improving the casino experience. They are also adding 46 new rooms to the West Tower as well as developing something creative at the top of it. They didn't say whether it was a club or a restaurant, but anything on a high rise in Vegas is usually pretty good. Or at least, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, at least it's going to be beautiful. Right. Yeah. Should be. Should be pretty cool. Can't deny it. Y'all can't deny it. (laughs) 
was gonna say I'm a fucking rider, but I'm like oh, I know. I work. thought you were gonna go all Tupac. I was getting ready to bail. Yeah, I don't know. I, I half-hearted into it. I guess I'm, yeah. everyone should be you, disappointed. Well, you, oh, that, I was just gonna say you gotta go hard when you when you start start doing Tupac stuff. But I was gonna say, did you see the new preview for the new? I don't. I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan, but that new Kevin Hart Will Ferrell movie that's due out. No. Oh my God! It's called Get Hard. <laughs> And Will Ferrell plays a business business executive or a company owner. I, I only saw the, the trailer once on my phone, but yeah. uh, he plays some very he he's a real rich business guy, and he gets um, he he's um, convicted of uh, embezzlement or extortion or something yeah. like that, and he has to go to jail for ten years. So he asked this uh, Ke- he asked Kevin Hart, uh, who is like he works in the garage at the building that he owns or whatever, and it says, "I need you to teach me how to you know survive in jail." <laughs> So that's kind of the, the premise. He's going to jail, and he's got like 30 days before he's going to be locked up. And he's he's like, "What makes you think? <laughs> what makes you think that I've been to jail before?" He's like, "Well, and I, I'm not going to go into it. Right now. You should go check it out." Oh, I'm excited now. <laughs> get hard. Awesome. <laughs> I need you to help me get hard. <laughs> it's really good. If you haven't, you go check that out. I can't wait to get the show over with so I can see it. <laughs> no, that's not true. But I, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Don't you lie to us. I'm looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> All right, next up, Venetian treasure chest. It's been long fabled that hidden treasure was buried in the Venetian lobby art piece, the Armor. What the hell is it? Amarilla? Amillera. Amillery? Amillery sphere. All right, well. Yeah. As with most such proclamations, it was never acted upon and considered fun to encourage, but of course not real. However, the artist responsible for the work never kept it a secret and always confirmed that the statue did, in fact, have hidden compartments with something inside. Leave it to concierge to be the one to act on this. And a few months ago, Venetian staff members gathered around while an engineer fumbled around the back of one of the heads of the mermaids looking for a button. Once found, the mermaid's two breasts popped open and revealed a 3D diorama of the canals of Venice made from wood, resin, paint, and other materials residing within her chest. (laughs) Again, the artist bemused at how long it took to discover this, considering her breasts had been installed after the initial construction was complete. On December 5th, select visitors were allowed to view behind the veil of curtains the hidden art. When asked why they did their investigation to find the hidden compartment in the middle of the night, engineers admitted it was for discretion, feeling it would be awkward to guess to watch Venetian officials handling the statue's decup breasts, especially if they didn't find anything. <laughs> no word if this will continue to be an exclusive attraction, but odds are it will be. That is pretty clever, man. That's, uh, that's, that's, uh, uh what the fuck's that, that Disney movie? Treasure something? National Treasure? National Treasure, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Venetian Treasure. My ability to my ability to talk is not treasured. <laughs> Treasure of the golden rack. Would have been better than the kingdom of the crystal skull. Those breasts belong in a museum. <laughs> Brilliant. I didn't come up with that. I believe someone you else, did. Someone else did. <laughs> It was well placed. George Lucas or something. I don't know. Give me credit. Next up, MGM SWAT. Yes, this week, SWAT came to the MGM Grand at about 3 a.m. on Wednesday. Upon arrival, they evacuated several people from their rooms and stood outside of another room for nearly six hours attempting to negotiate with a man believed to be suicidal. 
when they finally decided to enter the room, they found the body with what appeared to be a self-inflicted gun wound. It's unclear if the crisis negotiator was simply talking to a corpse for six hours. However, the fact that none of the articles written about the story mention police hearing gunshots fired, it does sound like they indeed talked to themselves for six hours before opening a door. Not the best use of best use of tax dollars. You got to be careful, Brian. You don't. You, you got to talk the man off the ledge, even if he's already jumped. <laughs> All right. And next up, Las Vegas sign. Get some upgrades. Parking at the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign is finally expanding to an estimated triple its current offerings. Those that have ever attempted to visit the landmark and smart enough to not attempt to walk it will recall that it is frequently at capacity. It also appears that plans are to finally create a pedestrian crosswalk complete with a signal. No time frame is known for completion. That'd be cool. Yeah. Next up, our last and final news piece for this week. There are renovations at the Mirage. The Mirage Poker Room will close January 24th for renovations with plans to reopen May 15th. It's being reported that all employees are being laid off until renovations are done and then will be hired back based on seniority. When the space reopens, it will have 12 tables, seven less than it currently has. Vegas Shatter reports that the Mirage Poker Room is one of the longest consistently operating in Vegas open since the property opened in 1989. Two additional changes were revealed. The high limit slots are being moved to where the high limit blackjack is now, and a new circular bar is being added to the casino floor. Pretty cool. <laughs> I know, right? I, I know some people think when you and I are making jokes back and forth, you know, about something, it's like, it's not that we're not having a good time. You're like, oh, yeah, I don't, there's nothing funny I can say about that. Or nothing no, interesting. just uh, like, informative. Just a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Valuable information to some, for sure. Don't look into shit beyond what it is, all right? Sometimes it's just Facebook. We're just having a good time talking about Vegas. Yeah, that's all it is. That's right. Well, that was the final news piece. However, we do have props, too. Mm -hmm. Some additional tidbits of information that we'd like to share with you above and beyond the, the news story. Off the Strip Bistro is planning to open in the Link Promenade by the end of December. Previous reports didn't have them opening until January, so... Yeah. Right. <laughs> a few weeks, I guess, somewhere That's better. in there. Yeah. It's more gooder. It's better now. Despite signage around the property proclaiming it will open in the fall of 2014, the Grand Bazaar Shops at Bally's recently announced on Facebook that they will open in February of 2015. It's also being reported that the first Wahlburgers will open in the Bazaar Shops. This rumor was further supported when the commercial for the new season of Wahlburgers was released and showed multiple clips with the family at Bally's. You ever seen that show? No, but I, it has piqued my interest a little bit. I do find uh, Mark Wahlberg quite funny, mm -hmm. uh, and I do enjoy the movies that he's in for the most part. So it, It's very much like the kind of families that, that you and I are, are a part of. They're just, you know, they're jokers. They're having a good time. It's it's clear they care about each other. It's, it's pretty yeah. amusing. I enjoy the show. Yeah, I think it'd probably be pretty good. Uh, I, need to, I need to just start thinking about the fact that just because I find the obvious and sarcastic use of incorrect grammar and wordplay uh, funny doesn't mean that everyone else does. <laughs> I was thinking about that when I when I said more gooder, and I'm like chuckled to myself. I'm like, everyone else probably thinks that's so fucking stupid, no. and it probably is, but I just wouldn't know it. I enjoy it. It's just it's become <laughs> such such a part of you that it's like I file away like going, yeah, score Brian. <laughs> get your little your little tally mark. There. Right. <laughs> 
All right, next up, Vital Vegas reported that the Noodle House will replace the restaurant Pasta Pirate at the California. California, right? Yeah. At the California. (laughs) Coming soon is the only time frame available at this time. I've always thought Pasta Pirate. Yeah, that sounds fucking terrible. Horrible. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would have ever eaten at that place. I mean, I I, I heard good things, but it just sounds awful. It sounds like somebody put me in charge of coming up with the naming. (laughs) This is the Pasta Pirate. Get your pasta treasure on here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's equally stupid. Move on, please, quickly. <laughs> say, say, save me from myself. All right, all right. Two more tenants were revealed to be part of Caesar's new forum food court, Smashburger and Earl of Sandwich. This will be Smashburger's first location on the Strip. I love Earl of Sandwich. So do I. Oh, With God, all I my fucking being. Yes. Love it. So good. It was announced this week that Hakkasan is close to a deal to purchase the Light Group, another nightclub operator who currently runs Light at Mandalay Bay and One Oak at Mirage for $41 million and some outstanding debt. It was also revealed that they inquired about purchasing the Tau Group early this year, but serious steps were never taken. I always think of you when, when, whenever I get updates on this. White Castle Vegas at Casino Royale is now hiring and expected to open in January. I don't know if I would rather have like a crave case to myself or like a huge sack of Jack in the Box tacos. I think <laughs> I would prefer the White Castles. Yeah. They tend to not rough up my tummy as much. Ah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Las Vegas advice. <laughs> Just I'm looking up like kind of towards my ceiling. Just that's, kind of thinking. That's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I imagined is that you just kind of dazed off into imagination. I'm watching, yeah. watching uh, uh, tacos and and sliders dance in front of you. <laughs> if someone were to ever send me a crave case, I would eat it on live stream for everyone. <laughs> if someone were to sponsor that event by sending me a crave case of White Castle burgers, nice. I would live stream it in all of its disgusting glory. <laughs> Watching a, a man on the internet eat 30 White Castle burgers sounds awful, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds like the kind of thing that you would get like 2 million hits for on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> look at this stupid fuck. Right. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. He's fat and ugly. Anyway, MJ Live and Rat Pack is... Oh, no, I skipped one. I'm so sorry I skipped one. <laughs> They wouldn't have known. (laughs) I was just going to keep moving on. The Las Vegas Advisor is reporting that Golden Nugget finished its $15 million renovation of 462 rooms in the Gold Tower. And MJ Live and the Rat Pack is back. We'll end their residencies at the Rio on February 22nd, and we'll move them over to the Riviera starting March 2nd. That's a significant downgrade. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you that. Is it better to be on the Strip at a place like Riviera or off the Strip? No, no, it's better at Rio. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they will be performing in the property's Versailles Theater after several years of darkness. Shortly after the final performance of her residency, it was announced that Shania Twain signed a deal to return for 21 dates throughout next September and October. It's believed that both parties were interested in more. However, these were only the, the only available spots. While it hasn't been confirmed, more dates in 2016 are believed to be announced in the future. After five years of arguing whose fault it was, opening statements in the Harmon Tower lawsuit were canceled on Tuesday when it was announced that six of the seven parties involved came to an agreement and the details of which are confidential. However, (laughs) it is rumored that MGM will pay Builder Perini $173 million 
no details were shared as to who the seventh party was or what will become of that situation. But 173 million out of 500, and all of that shit, and MGM eventually just goes, all right, we'll pay you some money, whatever. He just got a little long in the tooth. I agree, but it, just the fact that they kept fighting for so, I've always wondered when they end up coming to, to agreements like this, like how much did they pay in hemming and hawing and dragging their feet and lawsuits and all that shit. I'm curious as to how much it cost to get to that point and then put the money together to find out how much it really cost you to finally settle those. I think at this point, it was one of those things where we're like, we're not going to fucking back down from this. We're just going to, you know, we're going to stand our ground. We're going to let this go to court, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then it just has dragged on for so long, yeah. you know, that MGM's just like, at this point, you know, maybe the uh, parties involved of the whole thing are, are, are have changed. And at this point, they're like, I'm so fucking tired of this. Here, <laughs> right. here, just take this $173 million and just go. Fucking go. Right. You know, like that... that that's I can for, kind of foresee that happening. Well, and they start taking that building down and be like, you know what? We really don't want to bring this up again. Let's just fucking finally put this behind us. Yeah, let's move on. Let's go. This hundred seventy-three million dollars is nothing compared to the stress and anxiety and the right, yeah, frustration that, stress, that this yeah. has caused. I mean, who knows? Yep. Who, who really knows? I'm but. with you. All right, Vital Vegas is reporting that the Gazillionaire and Penny Pivots are leaving absinthe. Fear not. You'll be able to get your sock puppet fix at the Art Square Theater downtown via the Penny Pivots show. However, currently only scheduled to run through January 6th of next year. I've never seen that show, and everybody's like, oh, it's right in your wheelhouse. You should go see it. Be really never even fucking heard of it. And everybody, Absinthe? No, I've heard, I've, I've heard of Absinthe. Oh, Penny Pivots is just one of the characters in it. Well, yeah, okay. See, I've never seen Absinthe, so that's why yeah, I wouldn't same, know. Yeah, same thing here, but everybody that I've heard now is like, oh, my God, the show's never going to be the same without the two of them. And I'm like, oh, wow, I never saw it. Guess I don't need to know. Yeah. yeah. It was announced this week that restaurant chain Buca de Beppo will be setting up shop at Bally's in 2015. They will be in the property, not the Grand Bazaar. A completion date was not announced on the project. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> Vegas Reader revealed that Planet Hollywood's next eatery will be Knockout Wings. It isn't clear where they will, where they will set up shop, but they've already set aside $1.2 million to build a 7,000-square-foot establishment. As more details become available, we'll be sure to send them along. $1.2 million for chicken wings? Chicken wings. Chicken Another wings. Tommy Boy reference. Wow. <laughs> Tommy want wingy. <laughs> I do that all the time to my wife. <laughs> I, like, tuck my chin down into my chest so all my chins roll up on one another. <laughs> uh, Sid, a new 24-hour cafe has opened up at... Westgate in the place the High Limit Room formerly resided. They apparently understand who won't be visiting their property. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's funny about that, Mark, you know this, my wife is very athletic yes. and uh, very fit and in shape. And so like, if we're having dinner, she'll say, I think I'm going to go up and get some more of this, and then I'll do that. I'll tuck my chin down, and I'll say, Tommy, like, Tommy, want wingy. So I'll like, poke fun at her because she's so like, she's so self-conscious, even though she's very fit and athletic and active. <laughs> She thinks, she thinks it's cute, though. I I am equally happy at your relationship as I am with, with my own because it's crystal clear that you guys were meant to be together. Well, it's funny because I will just antagonize and just poke fun at her yeah. just ruthlessly. Yeah. And she just smiles and laughs. Yes, it's, it's, it's remarkable. I know most of you are never, ever going to see this, so I'm going to kind of rub it in a bit. The same way you hear Karen and I argue on the show, and that's... 
an honest representation of our relationship. We, we just tease each other. I give her a hard time. You don't see the grins coming across her as I attack. You know, it just you don't get to see that. It's very similar. Brian will just rip on Angela to like to, to points where you would think a person would cry. And she's laughing, loves it. Oh my God. Like it cracked me. What was the one time that you, I can't remember, like you were gonna gonna hit her or something, like it, making it look like you're in here and she's like, oh yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like she was like, like a speed bag or something. It was just so funny, whatever. <laughs> I don't remember, but I, I believe you. I believe yeah, you. It's just, it's all stuff like that, where it's like, she's totally, it's crystal clear. She's playing along with whatever it is that you're doing. And usually oh, yeah. in the exact same headspace. As, as she you. just is so happy to just stroke my ego, yeah. you know, like, you That's know, awesome. and uh, there was one time we were in Vegas and uh, I think it was you and Karen, uh, Rob and Amy, and then Angela and I we were on the strip. I think we were heading over to uh, Cabo. Yep. Oh, wobble. That was a mistake, but that's not the that's not the point. Sorry, I'm all distracted by bad margaritas in my head all of a sudden. Right. And she was, you know, we were all drinking as it is. So we were all, I think mostly Angela and I and Rob and Amy, I think we were drinking a little bit more because I, th I think we had just met up with you or something like that. But anyway, the six yeah. of us were together and we were all drinking a little bit and Angela is going to say something and everyone's kind of listening. And I just cut her off mid-sentence. I'm like, yeah, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> And she just like stops talking, but she's still smiling. Like it's not like there's nothing uh, that you know that I can really do that's gonna offend her. But I thought Rob thought that was the he was like, dude, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> just cut her off. I'm like, yeah, nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares what you have to say. <laughs> she's just smiling. Okay, let's go. <laughs> And, 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 and she's not a pushover. No, she's not. She is not a pushover. Make no mistake. No. She is not a docile pushover. You know, uh, she's very much has a, uh, she has a very strong opinion and a very dominant personality. Yeah, so very she intelligent. She, it's almost like it, it's so, it's so much a departure from who she actually is out, mm -hmm. out into the world that that's, it's, it's, it's fun. Because you're and I'm like, like the only person that can garner that kind of response from that's that awesome. kind of. I agree. You know. I've done it before, where I've tried to rip on her, and she didn't take lightly to it. <laughs> no. like, wait, 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 what? And I was like, oh, I understand it now. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't work when I do it. It right. just works when he does it. So now I just go to you and like Brian, say something. <laughs> Dude, make fun of Angela. Make fun of Angela. All right, hold on. <laughs> To this day, anytime I uh, I drum on Karen's ass, she's like, "Listen, I'm not Angela, all right? I'm not." <laughs> I do that constantly. It's one of my favorite activities. Oh, it's so great. The, the the short version of that story is, I Karen and I constantly swat each other on the ass. It's just a, a fun game that we play. I think, all the time. I think that's common for most people. Yeah, yeah. Most couples. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I was annoying her one day. I was I was just doing it more than normal and. We were fighting back and forth, and you asked what was going on, and I explained, and you're like, "What? Angela lets me do that whenever I want." And she, he goes, "Watch," and she turns the corner, and Brian, as they walked a good 20, 30 feet, just <laughs> swatting. <the shit. laughs> Karen and I were in fucking tears, watch, because you did this thing where not only were you doing it, but then you looked back and you, and you were grinning, <laughs> like you were smiling, I'm like, huh? huh? See what I'm doing? <laughs> Told you, didn't, uh -oh. I, didn't I tell you? So great. Yeah. yeah. Good times, man. Yes. 
Oh, where were where were we? I uh, completely lost. We're, wait, we're doing a, I think we're doing a show. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I think we're doing a show. Uh, ah, yes, the 14-foot-tall Swarovski Crystal Starburst has begun installation at Bally's Grand Bazaar. It still isn't clear what exactly the sign will do when lit up, but odds are it won't be long before pictures start being shared. Just, uh, I don't care about this either. Yeah, it's, it's, uh... Construction has begun on the Pond Stars Container Park Junior Space. They have elected to name it Pond Plaza. <laughs> Sounds kind of dumb. They got <laughs> uh, only because it uses Vegas as a backdrop, and Hesh, Sofia Vergara, Jason Alexander, and Stanley Tucci will join Jason Statham as he kicks ass and plays blackjack in the upcoming movie Wild Card. The tagline is, never bet against a man with a killer hand. <laughs> it looks so bad. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure they just come up with fight scenes and they're like, okay, we got all the fight scenes ready to go. Let's write a movie. <laughs> and lastly, work has begun on a holographic Liberace in, pre in preparation. Man, this props due this week is just brutal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in preparation shit. for a live show similar, if not more grand, than he performed while he was alive. The show is scheduled to open in Vegas first. However, neither a date nor a venue were announced at this time. Plans are to take the show around the world. Do you really think Liberace can work nowadays? I'll give you Elvis. I'll give you Elvis. I don't see how Liberace works. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Well, folks, we narrowly escaped prop bets. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to playing Vegas. All right, it's time for Playing Vegas, segment of our show where we share with you upcoming entertainment opportunities outside of the normal residencies in Vegas. On Friday and Saturday of this week, Jerry Seinfeld will be at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets will start at $50. And Saturday, Boogie Nights are performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $29. Bit of a light week as everybody's getting ready for, for New Year's. Yep, yep. All right, that's going to do it for Playing Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas Deals. Wait a minute, did you say you don't like prop bets at all? No, I do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I, no, no, I do. I, I meant uh, like just thing? The, the content of this particular week's prop bets. Some of them, I was just like, like me personally, right. none of none of that stuff interested me. <laughs> like sometimes I'll find something in there, I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. Right. Like I think the highlight of prop bets for me personally this week was the Earl of Sandwich thing. <laughs> And that's not, and it's not, it's, and it's just because Earl of Sandwich was involved in the story, not that they were, they were the story. Right. But that's, that's, <laughs> just to give you how, <laughs> the level of interest I had in some of these, some of these items. Um, although I'm sure lots of people are so psyched about the holographic Liberace. Right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Different strokes, man. That's right. all I'm saying. <laughs> 
All right, in an effort to save you some money in planning our trip to Vegas, or while you're in Vegas, we offer you Vegas deals. Our first item for Vegas deals this week, cross-promoting the release for the Hangover Trilogy box set on Blu-ray, Madame Tussauds is holding a Hangover Experience sweepstakes. Registration is completely free, and you can find a link to that on our blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. The grand prize is round-trip airfare for two to Vegas, a VIP tour of the Hangover Experience at Madame Tussauds Vegas, two-night stay and dinner at Caesars Palace, and a copy of the Hangover Trilogy. Three runner-up prizes that give you two tickets to Madame Tussauds and a copy of the trilogy are also available. You can sign up from now until January 9th of next year. More details are available at the aforementioned blog link. Jackpot Spirits is partnering with Palms to offer you a $25 resort credit to people who purchase their new product, Jackpot Vodka. The code can be found on the inside of the foil wrapper on the top of a $25 bottle. Just take the code, register it at jackpotspirits.com. Then when you go to the property, show your ID and confirmation code at the Club Palms desk to redeem your prize. The credit can be used towards food, beverage, spa, shows, and or hotel charges. One catch, it's only good for people in Arizona and Nevada markets. Next up, Fizz at Caesars Palace is offering a three-hour premium open bar package for New Year's for $125 a person. Table packages for a party of four will run you 500 bucks. And lastly, for $195, you can enjoy bottomless champagne and the Eiffel Tower experience at Paris, Las Vegas. Event hours are 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Bottomless champagne for a... That just sounds uh, awful. It sounds like such a bad idea. Uh, for an endless headache the next morning. Right. Yeah. Sounds absolutely terrible. I mean, I think uh, maybe like a champagne toast is okay, but yeah. I don't know. Not for me, I guess. I can't even imagine finishing a bottle of champagne. No, not at all. Oof. Not at all. All right, that's going to do it for Vegas Deals. Let's move on to coming attractions. All right, much like playing Vegas, coming attractions is a segment of our show where we share with you upcoming performances and entertainment opportunities outside of the usual residencies, but this will be uh, more in the future. The String Cheese Incident is evidently performing at Brooklyn Bowl at Link Promenade Friday and Saturday, February 13th and 15th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $55. What? What is that even? The String Cheese Incident? It's a band. Yeah. Well, I figured that much. More of a jam band, I think. I just like the name. Oh, okay. As with this next one, Trampled by Turtles are Now that's something I can get, at, get down to. <laughs> at Brooklyn Bowl <laughs> at the Link. Monday, March 30th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $22. I'm vaguely familiar with the trin- uh, with the string cheese incident. No idea who Trampled by Turtles are, but I'm fascinated. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. OK Go is performing at Brooklyn Bowl at Link Promenade Tuesday, April 28th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $22. Olivia Newton-John has extended her residency at the Flamingo through September of 2015. Shows are Tuesdays through Saturdays at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at $79. Jack White will be performing at Brooklyn Bowl in the Link Promenade on Wednesday, February 4th. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $65. Iggy Azalea is performing at the MGM Grand April 25th. Show starts at 7.30. Tickets start at $48. Vegas Uncorked will be Thursday through Sunday, April 23rd through the 26th. 2015's lineup of properties is Aria, Bellagio, Caesars Palace, and MGM Grand. Details on all that is planned is available at VegasUncorked.com, or you can find a link on the blog. We'll provide that there. Tickets to any of these events will run you in excess of $150. 
Seven Dust is performing at Vinyl at Hard Rock on New Year's. Show's going to start at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $67. And Frank, the man, the music, is setting up a short-term residency at Palazzo January 24th through April 30th. The show is said to cover three distinct musical areas in recording studio, TV specials, and personal appearances. Show will be on Tuesdays through Saturdays starting at 8 p.m. Tickets start at and two dollars. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh seventy-two dollars? Probably. Alright, yeah, because that's where the ampersand shares a key with the seven. There you go. Yep. Tickets start at seventy-two dollars. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists who report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, that's going to do it for coming attractions. Let's check the river. All right, this week in the river, we've got some listener feedback for you, and some pretty good ones this time. Um, mm-hmm. This time, because the ones in the past have been shit. Is <laughs> absolute fucking atrocious. I apologize. I find two of these very interesting that we're going to share with you. The first one is from John Williams. Here is one Canadian's take on the NHL. Uh, I'm starting John now. I'm not just rambling. <laughs> these are John's words. <laughs> Here is one Canadian's take on the NHL in Las Vegas. I'm a diehard hockey fan. If Las Vegas had an NHL team, would I go to a game? Probably not, and here's why. If Detroit, my team, Vancouver, my wife's team, Pittsburgh, Sidney Crosby's team, are playing, I would go. If anyone else is playing, I would not make as much an effort. Do I want to spend three hours in an arena while I'm in Vegas? I watch games at the various sports books, and usually about halfway through, I start thinking, hmm, I could go for some secret pizza and play some blackjack, which is what I do most times. I think they will have a really hard time selling tickets to games and will probably have trouble giving them away after the first few months. Nobody will be lining up to see the Las Vegas Moose Knuckles play the Carolina Hurricanes for a chance at two points. I hope I'm wrong because to go to a game in Vancouver, you're looking at $150 a ticket and up. If my team was in town, when I'm there, I would love to see a game for a lot cheaper. I do hope Vegas gets a team and are a success. Time will tell. John. You are a very astute sports fan. What do you think about hockey in Vegas? Success? Why? First of all, odds are it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I thought it was a good idea, honestly. You do? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, well, because you do have people like uh, John, for example, who may actually, uh, obviously, I don't know John, but I, I think it would it, it stands to reason that some people may actually consider planning a trip to Vegas around also seeing their team play there. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, sometimes the idea of doing something like that while you're on vacation somewhere that you really enjoy, like Vegas, Mm -hmm. uh, is appealing and attractive to some people. And then you can't ignore the fact that there's a lot of local people there, too. Right. uh, And maybe a lot of transplants, and especially from up north where it's cold. And so it gives them an opportunity to do that. I think it's a good idea. I'm not a huge, huge hockey fan. I, I do like the Blackhawks. Being from Chicago, I grew up watching Blackhawks games, going to Blackhawks games. But I'm not a huge hockey fan. I'm more of a basketball, baseball, football guy. But I would say that it would probably do fairly well. But, again, that's from my mildly educated regarding hockey opinion. I would have to agree with you because you you touched on on the primary reason why I think it's still a good idea. Professional sports teams are never for tourists. They're always for the local population. And the idea here is they're going to put it 
slightly off strip, but yet still connected to the strip. So that way you get traffic from both ends. You get the locals coming there, and now they're closer to the strip. Most locals don't ever go to the strip, but now they're close to the strip. Maybe they'll wander by New York, New York, or Monte Carlo and get something to eat. And so now you're getting locals traffic into those properties. And then on the opposite side, you got people wandering around. There's a stadium there like, oh, fuck, let's go to a hockey game. So That's yeah, right. I, Absolutely. I, I do. I do think that it can be a, a big thing. I think basketball would have been a better idea, mm-hmm. but I don't think basketball is ready to commit to Vegas. But either way, Las Vegas is desperately in, in search of some validity, and mm-hmm. there's no better way to, to be considered a real city than to have a professional sports team. That's right. Yep, I agree with that. Next up, we got an email from Sky on the Rocks. Uh, this was to you, but I'll read it. Mark, I just listened to the sticky episode in the review of the Wizard of Oz slot machine. It started me thinking about a recent slot machine experience that Kathy and I had at the plaza. We never played slots, but we saw a bank of four Titanic-themed penny slots towards the entrance of the plaza. We decided to sit down, each contributing $10 for a total of buy-in of $20. Yes, we pooled our funds. Many people are irritated by this, but we don't care. <laughs> and we do the, I, I, I do the same thing. Yeah. So. Kathy was driving the show. She pressed max bet, and we hit nothing. I immediately said, this is bullshit. <laughs> she hit the max bet button again, and something happened. I don't know what. When it stopped, I saw we had $72. A quick math exercise in my head told me that was $36 each or a $26 profit per spouse. Without any argument, we cashed out. That's it. I hope you found this review of the Titanic slot machine useful. You're truly Rob at Sky. I want Rocks. more listener slot reviews. It's <laughs> 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 is brilliant. I love that logic was brought in on slot machines. <laughs> <laughs> A quick math exercise in my head. <laughs> I love that you hit the button the first time. I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> Awesome, oh. awesome listener feedback this week. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And that's actually going to do it for episode 154. We thank you all for downloading and listening and hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories that we referenced on this week's show, you can check those out. We have links for those on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. If you'd like to send us some feedback, you can do that at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. Good, bad, or indifferent. We'll read all the iTunes reviews on the show. And Mark's all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, etc. You can find those links on the blog as well. Just don't try to fucking stuff business advice down our throats <laughs> about that. And, not, and by us, I mean you. Yeah. <laughs> so I imagine this is the last time you and I are going to record till what, uh, New Year? It's possible, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Actually, yes, that's absolutely correct. Okay. Karen and I may record if there's enough content coming out, but uh, one way or another, as always, you'll, you'll get something from us. So. Okay. Uh, until then, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the future. Have a great holiday. <laughs> Be safe. Be safe.